0: everybody my name is Remy. welcome to the for the love
1: podcast with your host jen hatmaker my mom she writes books and speaks to crowds but she mostly loves talking to amazing people
0: on this podcast every week thanks for listening we hope you enjoy the show hello everybody jen hatmaker is here i am your host of the show, the Fourth the Love podcast. I'm really, really glad you're here. Like seriously, because well you can probably hear like I'm smiling. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear the smile in my voice because I just finished like just one minute ago, the interview that you're about to listen to. Um, okay. So first of all, we're in a series called for the love of health and essentially wellness. And it's very holistic. This is mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, career health, sexual health. Like we're, we're trying to tap this very sort of whole idea of who we are and what makes us sincerely healthy. And so just, okay. My guest today is someone who's not only going to be good for like our minds and souls, like good for our hearts. You're going to see what I mean. So here's the deal. In 2009, Sebastian Terry, who we have on today, just kind of realized, I don't know where I'm going. Like I'm out of college I, I don't know what my North star is. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what life means. And he had kind of a traumatic event, which sort of shook him awake, which he and I are going to talk about. Um, and like on the spot that day, he grabbed a pen and paper and created a list of 100 things that he wanted to do. Um, with his next 24 years. If he, if that's all he got, what would he want to do that would sincerely bring like joy into his world? So it was the start of this pretty crazy, pretty no holds barred adventure that actually, and completely changed his mindset. And then ultimately his whole life and trajectory. So he has traveled to the ends of the earth, um, doing some of the most amazing things. We're going to talk about a lot of it. Uh, he married a stranger in Vegas. He raised $100,000 for a children's cancer, cancer charity in Australia, where he's from. He delivered a stranger's baby. We're going to talk about that too. Um, it, basically, I'm excited for you to listen to this conversation because he reminds us what's possible. Um, he reminds us that we, well, in fact, I wrote this down right in, right on my calendar as he said it, that we are slap bang in the driver's seat um, of... How we are connecting, how we are living, who we are investing in, how we are spending our time, um, what is possible in our lives. It's really, you're going to love this guy, you guys. You are going to love this guy. You are going to love how that 100 Things journey moved him into a life of giving and service. I mean, it's just, it just gets, this interview gets better and better as it goes on. So you're not going to want to miss any of it. It's absolutely dear. This is a good one to listen to with your kids. Um, this is a good one to put on in the car when you're driving, because it's just so generous and so kind and so wonderful. So that is quite an intro, um, because it was just delightful. So I'm so pleased to share my conversation with the very, very wonderful Sebastian Terry. Okay, Sebastian, I am really tickled to have you on the show today. I, uh, My whole team was excited about this. We were excited about you, excited about this interview, um, really excited about your story. Uh, it's just, it's inspiring and it's encouraging. And I'm I'm really into the way that you are inviting us in a pretty innovative, super like unique way to kind of turn inside and assess our lives and just figure out if we're living in ways that, Bring genuine joy and happiness and goodness to the world or not, um, and so we're going to get to all of it. First of all, welcome, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited, by the way, and uh, yeah, doesn't that all sound nice? Just being happy, right? That's, uh, that's something. It sounds different. nice. We should all be talking yeah. about it and doing it.
0: Yeah, I like what you're selling. Um, <laughs> I and I like the way you're selling it. So. <laughs> I've given my listeners just a little a brief rundown of what you do. Um, but let's kind of let's start here. Can you just tell everybody a little bit about your your one hundred things list, what it is, and, specifically, why did you put this together? Where did this come from?
1: Sure. Well, it's all been a, I mean, I should say to begin with, it's all been a beautiful kind of accident, um, which has lasted, uh, you know, I started about 10 years ago, but you know, essentially face value, at least I have a list of a hundred things that I'm trying to do to be happier in life. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's certainly changed my life and it's turned into this big kind of global movement. But yeah, the reason for it, um, I, I guess I, yeah, you know, like many of us probably, I finished high school. I didn't know what to do. My career advisor suggested I went and got a degree, so I went to university. I got a degree. I came out of that three and a half years later. I had about nineteen thousand dollars of debt um, to yeah. fame, and I just felt very underwhelmed at graduation. I remember feeling just as lost as I did at the beginning mm-hmm. of the course. So I was quite curious as to what was important in life, and I, you know, I was, I was only about twenty-one or twenty-two, and I, I had no idea. So. I ended up just backpacking around the world just aimlessly and then I was I was 24 years old suddenly and I was in Canada um, just traveling still and I, I basically got a phone call late at night uh, from a friend of mine back in Sydney where I'm from in Australia and he broke the news to me that one of my close friends had passed away um, yeah. really suddenly very tragically uh, overnight and it, it stopped everything for me immediately and I, I didn't know what to do and I Remember, you know, wondering and asking those questions, why am I here, what am I doing, all those questions we tend to ask when something like that happens, sure. and I just became very confused by it all, but one thing kind of popped into my head at that point and um, it changed the way I looked at life, and, and it, it was a simple, like, hypothetical, and my friend's name uh, was Chris, and I remember thinking, mm-hmm. well, if Chris had another 24 years at life, mm-hmm. we were both 24 at that point, you know, if he had another 24 years, would he live the same way or, or would he live differently? Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, it's a great question. I love it. Yeah. And I think the question was, was he, was he happy, basically? And I, I, I thought about it, and, and I don't think he would have changed a thing. I think he was very happy, He lived a life that very much reflected his values in all the ways. And, and I thought, well, how fantastic to be able to say that on your last day. And then I mm-hmm. kind of turned that question on me at 24 in Canada, perfectly healthy. And I thought, well, if today was my last day, could I look back at my life and say the same thing that I was really yeah. stoked with how I was living? And it was the first time I looked at my life from that perspective and almost instantly I just realized I would change everything. And although packing wow. around the world seemed great and I had a degree which seemed great, I was actually really unhappy. I didn't know my values. Yeah. I didn't know what I stood for. I didn't know my yeah. principles and I thought, well, I need to change this. So I got a piece of paper out and a pen and <laughs> uh, and I just started jotting down things that I thought would make me smile because I, yeah. I saw I had this other chance to, to live. So I, I came up with a list of 100 things. And shortly after that, I dropped everything in my life to pursue it. And that was the beginning of this journey, which has now gone on into many, many different forms. But that's how it happened.
0: Oh, my gosh. I, I just you can't help but kind of grin to hear <laughs> you tell that story to think of you as just a 21, 24 year old kid, yeah. just kind of turning his life around on a dime. One thing that you point out that I like you say that your list is not a bucket list, you know, which is that real trendy idea. What, what would you say is the difference primarily between your 100 things and a bucket list? And, like, sure. why does the difference in motivation matter?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's, um, I think it's a really good point. I, I, I think the, the word bucket list, I, I get it, and it makes sense, and everyone, you know, is familiar with it, so that's good. But I think it comes from a sort of negative place. It's the, the focus is on death, things to do yeah, right. before you die. It's very almost fear-driven you know, and uh, I don't think that's how we should be motivated through fear. I think it should be much more uh, positive and optimistic. So for me, it's just quite simply a list a list of things that are going to make, make me live better. And, mm. you know, in, in that sense, I, I really think that my list is more about trying to find a purpose-driven lifestyle. I think we all need to have purpose in life in, in everything we do. And, and I think my list is kind of my vehicle for me to try and find that. And I think by doing so, it allows me to grow a lot. Um, I think we should all be growing in all the ways, you know, spiritually, emotionally, etc. Yeah. And I think through doing that, I mean, ultimately, my list is is really it was certainly in the first place, at least, about me connecting with myself. And hmm. you know, I, I I think that's maybe something that a lot of people might find is that they they don't really connect with themselves, and and that's a, yeah. a crucial part in being able to connect outwardly with others. And 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 uh, so that's what it is. It's just a list list that helps me live better. And and ultimately, what I found out is that you know, and this is retrospectively learned. You know, I used to think sure. it was about the, you know, the time I jumped out of a plane naked or the time I right. across the country. And really our lists are just a way for us to kind of find out who we really are. And and I dare say it's just about trying to be you. We, we, I think that the challenge in life, if we're able to crack it, to make it a really happy, fulfilled, content life is, is if we're able to find ourselves and just be us, you know,
0: I couldn't agree more. I, the power of being sort of a genuine and integrated person where you are entirely yourself at all times and in all contexts with all people is, um, that's a real North star. And I think it's underrated, um, for the effect that it then has on our spirits and our minds. And then obviously our relationships and our careers. And, um, I, I love the way that you went at it. Uh, one of my favorite things about your your list yeah. is that there were, well, it appears to be zero limits. Um, so I wonder if for, cause I've, I've seen your story. Some of my listeners are going to be new to you today. So I, I wonder if you could just share a handful of things, items on your list. Specifically, I wonder if you could tell us what was the easiest, what was the hardest sure, and which ones would never have happened if you hadn't, you know, not just pursued them with intention, but pushed through a, pretty high degree of like either fear or discomfort to complete them
1: yeah um, oh i get so excited talking about this yeah so (laughs) (laughs) none of them are easy they're all challenging but in in entirely different ways um uh you know there's things you know there are like physical things like i did a a, an ironman a a triathlon uh, like a long distance ironman um so that was like physically testing but then you know, I lived uh, on a deserted island by myself for a week, which was testing in a, in a different way. I wanted to experience solitude. I'd always been around people. And, and that was quite tough from just almost like a, a survival aspect um, to I, I did a week of silence. I, I, I was living in New York um, and I did a week of silence just living as a normal person in New York. And that was maybe one of the hardest things I've done. Um, you know, there's there's outlandish things, that, you know, like I delivered a stranger's baby. That was tricky. <laughs> okay. So I had to wait for an invite, and it, you know, it was really bizarre how that happened. It ended up being like a—I a, a, was being interviewed on the news in Canada and uh, about this story, and I essentially I'd missed a birth at that point, which, which I. Okay. Fired.
0: So wait, let me get this straight. So you had kind of put out into the world, "Hey, world, on my list, I'm interested in delivering somebody's baby. Call me." You're like, here's my number. Uh, yeah,
1: kind of, yeah. and yeah. Well, it brings up a lot of different things. I mean, to, to to create a goal, you've got to give yourself permission in the first place to consider yourself. Uh, and then yeah. what I'm finding is that, you know, we're entirely accountable for what we do in our lives. So we really just choose to do something we choose not to. So you can yeah. be very proactive with some of these things, of course. You know, mm. you want to learn to play piano, get a lesson or get in front of a sure. piano. This one was different. I had to kind of, you know, put my intention out there, like you say, "Hey, world, I'd love to deliver a baby," yeah. and then just wait for something. And then when the opportunity <laughs> yeah. came, I had to strike. So, I mean, yeah. It's, and
0: it was through this, like, this news show that you were on. Somebody called in,
1: kind of. The the, the the last part was I was basically I was in Europe at the time, and someone who was following me online, a Canadian girl, a very generous Canadian uh-huh. girl, said that she was pregnant and uh, she was uh, she'd like to have me, you know, attend the birth, oh basically. So. I flew to her hometown in Canada, called, called Regina, which is hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, oh gosh! And I met Tara, and she was lovely, and all the things. And I was there for two and a half weeks. And um, yeah, long story short, I, I missed the birth. She had an emergency <gasps> delivery. The baby was very healthy, but what had happened <sighs> at this time is the Canadian media had sort of naturally picked up on my story, and this happened a sure. lot with me. Um, and they asked me to talk about it on, I think it was, it was like a, a morning breakfast TV show. Uh-huh. So they were, they they brought me on TV the news anchor the the guy for some reason wasn't very friendly towards me and he basically embarrassed me saying you know well you failed and what are you going to oh. do now you failed and i was really surprised by it so i sat there and i and I, i'm a big one about you know i think we can all create opportunity and change instantly if we think creatively so I looked down the barrel of the camera and I said, his name is Seamus. And I said, Seamus, I don't think I failed. You know, I, there's always opportunity out there. So I'd like to take one right now. And I said, if there's anyone watching who's five centimeters dilated or more, <laughs> oh uh, my please, please email me. And so um, and so basically I, I got um, a bunch of offers from people in in this oh town gosh. of Regina where everyone's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, this, this lady, beautiful lady called Carmen and her entire family invited me to, to you know, meet them that night, um, which I did oh and just through complete chance, um, she had the baby the next day. So th- that's how wow. it happened. And, 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 and you were there. I, oh, oh, geez. Yeah. Was I what? I had, I had one. Of I mean, legs. are you
0: telling me you delivered a baby?
1: Like you delivered the baby. I had one of her legs over my shoulder when, when, <laughs> when the baby came out um the, which was lucky cuz day the father didn't want to be down that end he was just mass uh, sure. shoulders. um and oh then there was yeah there was a you know the midwife was next to me and someone else was in there with the other leg over their shoulder yeah. and uh yeah i got to like um you know put my hands out kind of catch the baby i don't think that's a medical term but anyway i caught the baby and sure. put it on her stomach and it was oh. i was just full of tears and do you know what's interesting about that like a, I mean, I and tell me to stop here. I just go on so many different.
0: Oh no, please. So onward,
1: forever. So so for, for up until that point, I ticked off so many things from my list. Um, uh, doing stand up comedy and you know all these kind of like achievements, and I thought, well, you know, like we, we're so capable. We we really underestimate ourselves, and I think when you throw yourself out there, even when you feel fear, even when you feel anxious and all those those feelings. You know, we work out. Wow, I'm so capable. I just underestimated myself. Mm. This though was the first time that I it really became obvious that one of the crucial ingredients I think to kind of progressing and growing through life is is other people and, and connecting with them. I could that's never good. have done this unless they offered the opportunity to me. And that's right. I, it just I I just keep seeing it every single day, and I see it with you now. But people are good. I mean, intrinsically, yeah. we we are just there to help each other out. We, we're here to connect, and and that's just. A fact, and and I think if you're able to find something, you're. I asked them afterwards, actually. I said, "What? Why did you offer this opportunity to me? It's so yeah. intimate, so personal." And they said, sure, "Because sure. passion inspires passion." And they said, "You know, mm. we see how passionate you are, how authentic you are, how genuine you are, and we just wanted to help you." And and I think if we can huh. find something that we're passionate about in the things that we're doing day to day, from the moment we wake up, you know, personally to whatever it is we do at work. Um, Professionally, and I think if we can find passion, we we just bring ourselves so close to one another, and I think just magic happens. Life is magic. That's so good. I I couldn't agree with you
0: more. Um, It's electric. It's contagious. Um, I've I find when I am around incredibly passionate, enthusiastic people with kind of a zest for life and human connection that I just, I get to borrow it from them. It never divides. It always feels like it multiplies for me. And, um, it just sort of miraculously spreads. And, Mm. um, just the way that you're talking, it reminds me of really, this is a choice. We get to choose, Mm. We get to choose a lot of this. We get to choose the kind of people we surround ourselves with, the kind of conversations we invest in. Yeah. Um, you know, the sort of arenas that we throw our hat into. We we're not just a victim of circumstances at all times. I mean, you picked all this. You charted a course yeah. and it completely changed your life. Hey everybody. Jumping in for a quick second to talk about one of our really awesome sponsors. So if you're like me, shopping for fashion, ugh, make your palms sweat, it does me. So there's like the trip to the store or the mall at Hard Pass. Then the sifting through the billions of selections, clothing, beauty products, accessories, whatever. It's too much. It's a lot. Which is why I love FabFitFun. So FabFitFun allows women To actually discover new products, like with this seasonal subscription box, it's delivered four times a year with absolutely full size. Like these are not little samples, full size, beauty, fashion, home, fitness, and wellness products. And it's just $49.99 a box. Every box is guaranteed to have over $200 in retail value in one shipment. I open up the box and I get a little travel blow dryer or a facial treatment or like a really pretty piece of jewelry. Um, I got the coolest pair of sunglasses once. And right now they're sending out the 2019 summer box. And the amount of products in that box alone are worth $270. So, I mean, this is just a no-brainer. And just for our podcast listeners, we have a special code which is FTL, to get $10 off your first box. So that's over $200. I mean, it's $270 for the summer box for only $39.99. This is just an easy decision. So it's fabfitfun.com and then use my code FTL to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. You are going to be so glad you did this. Okay, everybody, back to the show. Now I'm curious about this. Um, cuz you were 24, so you were just freshly flown from the nest. I mean, you were still pretty young at the time. How did your how'd your family or maybe also your friends react yeah. when you kind of dropped everything you had going on like thanks for the degree, goodbye, um, to pursue 100 things like and if there was some if there was a little bit of tension or friction there, I wonder if there if any response ever made you second guess yeah. what you were doing.
1: Uh, yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. It's a great question. So basically no one supported me. Um, which, <laughs> that's what I f- uh, suspected. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is fine too. Um, and you know, I think that speaks to, you know, generational, you know, trends and the way society is and, and expectations from parents and all that kind of stuff. Um, as it happened, I, I, sort of left, I actually, I was doing a bit of stuff in Australia from my list and I ended up leaving overseas officially on my on my twenty-eighth birthday. Um so kind of like those years in between, I was kind of like straddling what to do. And I was kind of, you know, in one ear people were saying, What well, my best friend was like, What are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. You're you're 27, 28. You can't just go overseas and start ticking things from a list that no one does that. Sure. And you know, my my I remember having a conversation with my mum and she was like you know, I, I, she's like, I'm very unhappy with what you want to do. And I said, well, you'd rather you be happy and I get a job, you know, in the city and get a suit and whatever, but I'm unhappy. Or would you rather I try and find something of happiness and, you know, at the end of the day you will be happy for me. And she, hmm. she paused and she said, go and get a suit. And I was like, oh, oh gosh. So there was very much that type of thing. And, and, you know, and everyone, everybody listening, everyone in the world, we all, you know, and, and culturally in different societies, it's worse, but, uh, you know, we all have that pressure from above. Um, and so I, to to what you mentioned before, we, we also all have a choice. We're not in the passenger seat. We're not victims. We're, We're slap bang in the driving seat. And so, you know, after considering all this stuff, because you you know you do very much get influenced by those people around you, I decided um that this was so important to me that I would go against what everyone thought and just do it. And I mean, i I, I, I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours, but like the difference between, so, you know, so, I mean, just to use a, you know, a, a cliche analogy, but, the, you know, someone standing at the bottom of that mountain, someone standing at the top, the only difference is that someone chose to walk, you know, or to start climbing. And that's just what I did. I, I, I didn't do this for other people. I did it completely for myself. And, you know, I, again, like in our society, it's uh, a, a bad insult is being called selfish. You know, it's, it's, you- that's right. But I I disagree. I think being selfish is absolutely crucial. Um because by being selfish, you look at yourself, you ideally you grow in all the ways. And then at one point, because you've been selfish, you can actually be selfless. And and that's that's the journey this list has this, this list has taken me on, I suppose.
0: I like that you say that because to your to your point um, you know, a critic might say, well, making a list of a hundred things and then doing them is self-indulgent. Um, but I agree with you that I don't think it is. You've, you've couched pursuing this list in terms of putting on the airplane oxygen mask before. (laughs) Um, and your life is a good testament to this truth because, you know, this started 10 years ago, but at this point in your life, I mean, it's, it's revolutionized, not just your life, but like hundreds of thousands of other people's lives. And so I I wonder if you could just talk for a minute more about why you have discovered and you knew it early on, your instincts were right. um, Why it's important to kind of nurture that sort of interior, um, just conviction or desire. um, and, And what do you think it ultimately does for our development and the way we see the world and ultimately how we live our lives?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think that we, you know, at the end of the day, we 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 die alone, and 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 I think it, community, of course, is such an important thing. But we really have to figure out who we are. There are so many analogies again around it, metaphors. You know, you can't fill anyone else's cup until yours is full, and I think that if you don't actually sort of understand who you are work out how capable you are work out what your desires what your values what your principles are until you do all that sort of stuff and really kind of come into your own i don't think you can be as productive for other people be it you know friendships for families even in a professional sense you know as a business i think you have to know what your values are at a core level you have to know how you are how you operate to be better for you know customers and clients so i i think it's across the board um so i I, I do believe that and, and again I'll use that cliche that you mentioned but when you get on a plane they say put your oxygen masks on first before helping other people and I, and I think it's so true um uh, my, I mean m- my story my, my life really changed from this list into what is now more of an altruistic sort of yeah. journey when I helped someone and we can talk about that in, in a little bit yeah. and 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 it, and it you know, I helped this guy called Mark. He was in a wheelchair. He's a quadriplegic and, and he wanted to, to complete a half marathon. And he asked me to push him and, and I did it. Now, I did that probably three years after starting my journey. And, mm-hmm. and it changed my life, this idea of helping someone else out. But it couldn't have happened at the beginning of the journey because it wouldn't have meant anything to me. I didn't really know what yeah. I was doing in life. And, and so although, to your point, it is absolutely self-indulgent, it is sprinkled with selfishness when you create a list of things that you want to do. But it's so important because it, it allows you to just – it allows you to work out who you are. And I think when we know who we are, we can help others do the same. And and that's really what the, this journey is about. It's acknowledging that we're individuals and it's acknowledging that, you know, by being an individual and knowing who you are, you are better for people around you.
0: I couldn't agree more. I, uh, In my experience, I noticed that um, healthy people um, are – beneficial to the health of the people around them and, um, loving people create more loving communities. And there, there is a very real order to doing some internal work, some heavy lifting, Mm. um, in your soul and in your mind and in your spirit that never ever ends at the boundary of our own skin. It always ultimately spills out um, to the people around us. And when we are sort of operating in our like brightest space with our healthiest soul and um, you know, that has such a, unbelievably positive effect on our communities. I mean, I'm, I preach this all the time. I, I We're about to move into that side of kind of how this journey transitioned for you mm. um, into uh, an outward facing movement. Sure. Before we do real quick, though, I just want to ask you this one last thing. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting time to be alive on social media. It's not all bad. It's definitely not all good. Mm. Um, but one of the Obviously one of the strange unprecedented new ways of living is that social media gives us this opportunity to look into other people's lives mm. all the time and and it's a it's a very curated presentation of course of course it is we do that too and so from this very strange vantage point that we've never had in history we've never really been able to look in at the dailiness of this many people's lives um it seems like everyone else is living a life much more exciting <laughs> much more adventurous much more beautiful much more connected and so there's this strange hamster wheel that a lot of us are trying to figure out how to get off of yeah. which is this this keeping up bit it's so overwhelming it's really an impossible game it's a fake game yeah but um, so from your position how would you suggest um, number one that we throw off the notion of in the first place of living this curated life and rather like bring the microscope a little bit closer to home and concentrate like what really brings happiness in my life? What brings sincere joy in my life? Not hers, not his, not theirs, Yeah. you know, but in this life I'm living in this skin, in this town, inside these gifts with this mind. Um, and so to that end, With that sort of question on the table, how how would you ever, I realize that your story is not a template and you never meant it to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not, you're not prescribing a program, Mm -hmm. but as, as far as it goes into like an individual person's life where she or he is planted, how would you say, if you want to start your own list, this is, this is how you begin?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so it's so interesting what you're saying. I mean, I'm by no means uh, you know an expert on 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 social media or you know the effects it's having. I think you're right. There's definitely a positive to it, and that's kind of the space I try and live in. And there's definitely a negative to it. And you know, we we spend so much time on the phone, and it's kind of like the irony of it is that you know social media is all about connection, but we feel less connected really than ever before. Um, I think when, it, if you're talking about that or whether you're you know, talking about creating a list, I think the key word for me is permission. I think we all have this ability to give ourselves permission and we can do it, you know, in this moment, just in a split second. Give ourselves permission to consider ourselves and what we need um, to consider who you are, what your values are, all those things I mentioned before, um, but also give yourself permission to just – go internally like go for the, you, it, it sounds kind of a little woo woo but we, we you have to turn you have to turn inwardly to really figure out who we are and you have to put your blinkers on to all these other things and you know um i i, I use my social media i mean i can only speak to what i do so you know the 100 things social media channel um which is said 100 things it, it's all about I, I don't sort of go out and go hey guys guess what i've done it's not really that. It's more right. trying to prompt and spark and challenge people to think and do things. So, you know, weekly at the moment, I do this thing called a 52-week challenge where <clears throat> um, a lot of people think, you know, I'm a big advocate for getting out of your comfort zone. I think that's a very mm-hmm. important place to be because you step into the unknown and you're nervous and you act anyway. And then after, yeah, you're like, oh, wow, I could do that. Even though I was nervous, yeah. I could do And it expands your capability. So... People think you have to jump out of a plane or do something, you know, ridiculously extreme to do that. And you don't. Um, so every week I set challenges for people to uh, join me. I film myself do it, but join me and, and do the actual challenge. So one of them recently was staring to somebody, somebody's eyes for 60 seconds in silence. One of them was scream as loud as you could. One of them was tell a joke to a stranger. So really simple things. So that's, I try and use social media as a way to catalyze some kind of positive thought or act. Um, so that's me. Um, you know, I, 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 don't know if you're sort of asking me to give advice, probably not, but you know, I, I, I just, I, I think that the more we stay off social media, not to have a complete ban, but just, you know, just treat it better. Um, you know, it's our relationship with anything that I think does the damage, um, you know, whatever it might be from social media to religion even. So I yeah, think that's right. The- yeah, using social media, knowing what it is and knowing how you can benefit yourself rather than, you know, looking in com- comparison is the worst thing on the planet. And that's what most of this, you know, social media stuff is about now. So, you know, I, I think it's just important to know who you are, what you're doing, what's going to benefit you and not having a need to tell everyone about it. Like, All right. do things that are good for you, things that make you smile. If social media didn't exist, if money didn't exist, if no one ever found out about the things that we ever did, well, what would you do just to be happy in life? Mm. And I think that's a great question yeah that is such
0: a great question yeah and I think that's how people lived forever Um, it's just a really strange time now where uh, even in the middle of a magical moment our brains are now trained. How am I going to post it? Ugh. How am I going to tell it? How am I going to message this? Um, you know, what social media wrappings I'm gonna put around. It's just weird. It's weird what's done to our brains. But back in the day, we just lived in the moment and loved it. And I really love that question you you asked. If nobody's ever gonna know it, if no one's ever gonna look at your filtered picture about it, yeah. what would you do? Yeah. That is that's just brass tacks right there. So Let's turn the corner into kind of you you started um talking about this a little bit. So as you started crossing these items off your list, you've discovered your heart for helping others, which you mentioned. Yeah. Um so would you say that the moment that your focus shifted from completing your list to helping others was in that race? Or was there a different moment? Um, and what do you think that shift, how did that if you could just self-assess, like mm. how would you say that affected your own personal, like mental and emotional health?
1: Yeah. Um, oh, Joe, I love your questions. So good. So, so basically, at that point, like I said, for a couple of years, um, a little bit longer, I'd been achieving plenty of things from my list, getting on a game show, um, you know, all the all things. Uh, and then I started getting very accidentally and organically a lot of attention from media stations around the world. And, you know, and I was quite surprised. And then people started asking me to speak at their corporate events and all that kind of stuff. And so the more that this happened, the more the word got out about 100 things. And then I, I did a TV interview in Australia uh, and a guy emailed me afterwards called Mark. And he told me his story that essentially he was able bodied up until the age of 30. And then whilst backpacking through Greece, he got bitten by a tick, contracted Lyme's disease and, and turned into, sure. it turned into a quadriplegic. Uh, wow! it's absolutely, you know, it's horrible. It's so sad. It's tragic. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I met Mark, he, he he told me that he'd created a list and that he wanted me to help shave his head, which was number one on his list. So I went down to Melbourne in Australia or, or Melbourne, as you guys might say, and sure. I saved his head. And in that moment, I did he can't speak. And his carer told me that he'd always wanted to complete a half marathon and he asked me to help him. And I, and I, I hate running, but I said, yes. Now okay. I ended up pushing him in this half marathon and it was, it, it, it immediately allowed me to feel a sense of connection that I'd never really felt before because up until this point, I, I put my own oxygen mask on. It was fairly selfish. Sure. And yeah. this, you know, it had nothing to do with my own personal aspirations of, you know, completing a half marathon, which, you know, that's not a thing of mine. But I helped someone. And what was really interesting is at the end of the race, I wasn't the only one. There were plenty of other people helping and pushing him as well. Some complete strangers. And it showed me for the first time that we really are here to connect with people we we innately have the ability we have a desire to help people we just want an opportunity and we you know it it becomes so much easier for us to find those opportunities and be productive for others once we've you know sort of focused on ourselves and so me helping mark was absolutely the transition from me having my oxygen mask on to me helping others with with their oxygen mask on if i'm going to stick with that
0: Uh, that story is phenomenal everybody. Jen breaking in for just a second. I am, as you know, a huge advocate for counseling and feel like sometimes we just need a little guidance from a trusted source who can help us look at things objectively and find a way forward. So BetterHelp Counseling, it's an online resource that offers licensed professional counselors and they're specialized in issues like depression and stress, anxiety, relationships, family conflicts, grief, honestly, you name it so much more. Um, You can connect with a professional counselor in a safe, private, absolutely confidential online environment. Uh, You can even schedule secure video or phone sessions or chats or texts with your therapist. And so best of all, it is truly affordable, which hinders a lot of us from good counseling. And so for you guys, the listeners of the For The Love podcast, BetterHelp is giving you 10% off your first month, with the discount code for the love. So if you're needing a little help getting to that good change in your life, go to betterhelp.com slash for the love. Okay. So one more time, betterhelp.com slash for the love using the code for the love. Okay. Back to our show. You've said that the biggest untapped resource on the planet is kindness, which I love, and you're doing something about it. So now, now you spend your days connecting people who need help with people who want to help. It just seems like the most obvious and wonderful transaction anybody could ever broker. Um, Will you tell us a little bit about your organization called Kindsome? I'm saying that right? Kindsome? Yep, yep, yep how it works what kinds of projects have you been able to complete and help folks with sure. what kind of feedback are you getting not just from helpers but those who have been helped just
1: all of it we'd love to hear more yeah oh my gosh. so excited okay so what happened <laughs> uh j- just to give you a 30 second context to it after i helped M- mark i got approached by lots of people who needed help and so i just mm-hmm. dropped i stopped my list at 72 because i realized for me now the secret source was helping people so I just traveled around the world helping people, not in financial ways but finding suits for you know kids who wanted to go to their prom but couldn't afford – the families couldn't afford suits or helping people physically like you know with, with digging up – an old lady dig up a garden or whatever it might be. Um, and that – you know I felt brilliant on a personal level and I, I found this connection with other people. But I couldn't help everyone. There were too many people who needed help. Sure. So then a lot of people who were following my story started emailing me organically again saying, hey, we know that you help people. We want to help people. Do you know anyone? So I thought, oh, wow, I'm in the middle of this almost like a marketplace. People who need help on one side, people who want to help on the other side, they just don't know how to meet each other. So I started kind of being like a an altruistic matchmaker for, for years. And then I thought, well, this just needs to be online. This needs to be a new site. And and that, of course, is is kindsome. So it's it's kind of like uh, it, it's peer-to-peer altruism, you know, anytime anywhere. It works in a similar vein to what a dating site would work, but instead of love sure. you're you're looking for you know people to help. And so you put in your location, you put in a category, and you see who's in your area. And I've very recently kind of launched this and similar to hundred things, I haven't done this because you know I I I I'm looking at the end goal or anything like that. I, I just think it just needs to exist. And so I'm just doing it all by myself at this point. So the stories so far have been incredible. I mean currently We're um, we're trying to find a kidney for this this amazing woman who lives in LA. She's on dialysis. She's had renal uh, end stage failure, and you know the the statistics. When you look at uh, kidneys having a a, a, um, you know a failing kidney, basically once you're on dialysis, it's almost like a a death sentence because the the donation time you get one is, is longer than the time you're meant to kind of you know last, I guess. So anyway, we're looking for for kidney for this girl. By the way. If anyone is open and interested in donating a kidney, please get in touch because it's a very real thing. And that's what Kindsum is. It's very real opportunities. I think that we all want to be kind. We need an opportunity. And Kindsum is just that. It just offers people opportunities to dive in. You don't have to lose a body part, by the way. Some people are just Mm. lonely. Um, (laughs) Yes. Uh, on, on kinds of now who there's one particular girl who she, uh, she's a war veteran. She experienced, um, abuse in the, in the military. She's a, she's a survivor of abuse and she just wants to connect with other people who have been through the same journey. And so there are people on there connecting with her, just talking like we just want to connect. And sometimes it's as simple as smiling or hugging somebody. There's a guy recently who's, um, tragically his eldest son passed away and he promised his, his remaining kids that he would build them a tree house in memory of their lost brother. But he doesn't know how to build a treehouse. So he went on kindsome and he, he told his story. And over one weekend, 20 volunteers through Kindsum from around America flew to Bend, Oregon, and helped this guy build the most incredible treehouse. And there's just stories like that, real stories. I think we we all have this, again, this ability to, to really impact people in significant ways, others, outside of ourselves. But we, we we just don't really know what avenues to find them. And so I think Kindsum, it allows it, – it allow, I don't know. I try and lead by example. I just try and be nice and that's as simple as it is. And and I think if yeah. you create an opportunity to include people, um, mm. that's how you catalyze change from the grassroots up. And so – yeah, I mean I again I could talk for so hours about this, but beautiful things are happening. There's a potential. Um I already have a I, I, I don't really talk about anything that I do to your point. I don't try and gloat, but I, I have a show, a reality show, which is about helping people, and that was years ago. And and we're now talking about another one about through and which is exciting. But I just think it's going in a good direction. I I, I love it. And I guess the other side of the platform is this. We need people who who want to put their hand up and be vulnerable and share what they need help with, societally. And, and I'm sure you, you you know we can talk about this at length. But that's kind of the the one thing that I'm trying to get my head around at the moment. How how do we change the culture so that people can say, "Yeah, I need help."
0: Yeah, I love that you're um, paying attention to that and asking because now you're in this very unique position um, to be listening to both a community of people who need help in addition to the ones who are prepared to give it. And so I think there's this sort of cultural norm in which a lot of us would raise our hand to volunteer to help Help somebody else. Yeah, but a lot of us have a problem admitting that we need help. This is this is a very very strange way we shoot ourselves in, the, in our own foot, in our own feet, um, because we actually love to feel needed. And we want to do good in the world, you know, that just, we have a lot of biological rewards built into like good behavior like that. But at the same time, strangely, we feel shame sometimes when we think about asking for help. And so I'm curious what you're learning about this. I mean, um, you are in this very, you're in the middle of this very interesting helping community. So how, how are you learning about taking the stigma, number one, out of asking for help and actually kind of reversing the flow to your point that in fact, when we say, hi, I need some help. I'm raising my hand. We're actually providing an opportunity for others to give help and they want to give help. And it's life giving to them too. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's strange that this is a really hard concept for us to get our arms around on both sides of the equation. Uh, What are you learning? And what are you, what's your perspective here as somebody who really wants to help change the
1: culture? You just put it perfectly yourself. I mean, so in the first instance, yes, uh, we feel that it's it's overly vulnerable um, if we say, if we put our hands up and say, hey, I, I need genuine help with this thing. Um, we, we feel that's a sign of weakness to a degree, right? Um, we, we're afraid of asking for help, attention, because we're not worthy of it or something like that. The truth is it's incredibly brave um, and based purely on this point that you said just then, which is. When you actually ask for help, you're creating an opportunity that never existed for somebody else to do good and to connect with you because we are here. We are here to connect with each other and we all want to help each other out. If you give someone an opportunity to help you, it's a beautiful catalyst for them. to. You're doing them a favor. You're allowing them to be good. And so if you look at the dynamic of both someone who needs help and the person who wants to help, they're both getting completely helped. It's beautiful. The person who needs help gets helped. Like for using the you know the treehouse example for example, sure. His name was Keese. So Keese got a treehouse built for his family that meant so much to them because he put his hand up. Because he put his hand up and asked for help, the the twenty volunteers from around the U.S. who all volunteered for free to go and do this, yeah. they all got to like exercise this very deep primal thing that we have, which is help people, connect, do something for others. Totally. And it's only because he was brave enough to ask for help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of bravery. And, in fact, it creates – it's it's the spark for a truer, truer connection. If you think about it on an even deeper level than just a treehouse, it has nothing to do with the wood and the timber and the the hard yards and the the, the nails and the hammers. It's got nothing to do with that. It is truly, truly, truly about just deeper connection, human-to-human connection. Um, um, And so – you know, I'm actually not very good. Uh, again, the irony of this is I'm not actually very good at receiving. Um, and so perhaps, mm. perhaps kind of is a manifestation of this, but, yes. um, yeah. you know, I, I, know on each occasion that I help people, I feel invincible. I would much rather yeah. help somebody do something than do something from my own list. I'd love to help you yeah. do something. I really would. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, also, when I get helped, I although I'm a little kind of like uh, a little sensitive about it sometimes mm. I you know I, I I do value the idea that I've connected with someone and to see the smile on their face is I was actually I was having lunch with a friend yesterday he, he literally said to me that he helped an old lady across the it sounds so cliche yeah. but it's true yeah he helped a lady across the road on the way to have lunch with me um and he was still buzzing you could not take the smile off yeah
0: his.
1: so yeah creating opportunity if we take ego out of it Creating opportunities yeah. for people to help you or if you can nominate people like with kinds of you can nominate someone who needs help as well. It's just such a beautiful melting pot of, uh, I don't know, true primal um, desires yeah. and ambitions. And, you know, I, 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 I can't talk... I mean, sometimes it don't even make sense. I don't think that actually made sense at all, but it made perfect
0: sense. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. It's, um, I also believe this is how we're wired. This is, we are, this, we are this social species that this is the way that we thrive. Mm. This is how our communities flourish. Um, Stephen Covey calls it, um, sowing goodwill and these like constantly sowing these seeds of love and connection and help and then even receiving because that's also sowing good seeds. It's this together, those have to work together, which means, you know, sometimes the beauty of giving a lot of help is that it tends to um, make it ultimately easier for us to ask for it when we need it. And because the truth is, everyone's gonna need help at some point. Sure. And so when you have sort of cultivated a life um, of connectivity and of helping, um, it, it sort of comes back around. It's, it's just, I think this is the better way to live. I I think this is the better way to build families and neighborhoods and communities and cultures and cities. And it's, it's a pretty simple magic formula um, that has almost 100% net results. Absolutely. Um, And, and,
1: And, and, and yeah, to your point, it is so simple. It is literally about helping yourself first, create a list, do things from your list so that you can help others. And yeah, this communal way of living where forget about all the labels and the attachments to it. Let's just connect and be good to one another because it feels Better. I mean, there's so there's so much scientific research about being kind as well. Like it, it you know, it eases anxiety. It's it's that all those feel-good hormones get released when you actually connect with people. It prevents illness. You get to live longer, your heart's healthier. I mean, why wouldn't I mean, I know this day and age we all want stats and reasons and, and, and buckets of research and it's there. Kindness is amazing. Kindness counts.
0: It does count, and it's all those things you said. It is a it's a real solution um, to a lot of the problems that ail our cultures right now, and some of the the sense of great loneliness, which again, like undergirding something you just said, you know, loneliness is a better predictor of an er, of a of a smaller lifespan, a shorter lifespan yeah. than smoking, mm-hmm. than obesity, than. Than addiction, loneliness, like actually ends our life. And so this is a very real solution. It's not just squishy, you know, and it's not just woo woo. Like you said earlier, um, this is, this has the capacity to heal, um, a lot of broken places in our world. Um, I think I know what you're going to say here, but you've obviously been able to travel the world. Yeah. And help other people cross items off their lists, which which is awesome. What a cool symmetry for you. Uh-huh. Um, and so I wonder, because I think there's value in both of these, but I'd like to hear what you have to say. Um, is there a difference between putting a check in the mail, for example, to support a cause, mm. um, which sometimes causes just need money? So this isn't an all yes or no or right or wrong necessarily, but but versus having. Um, a one-on-one connection with the person that you're helping. Like, Mm -hmm. what's your thought on those two ways of helping in the world, which both have a useful – both of those have a place. Um, And I wonder then if you could also share a story when – Um, either you impacted someone's life or they impacted yours during like a face to face. I mean, you must have a billion
1: of them, but just one of your favorite stories about um, a moment together. Yeah. Well, I think um, the intention of giving, whether it's financial or not is beautiful. Uh, You know, that has to be said from the outset. I think that, um, Kindsum is a non-financial platform, so it's not a place for people to ask for something, you know, ask for money or a car or something like that. I think that when you donate money, I've done a lot of research on this, and you know, a lot of people are dissatisfied with the feeling they get from just donating money because it's not really beginning to end. You donate money and you hope that it goes to the right place, but I think um, without focusing on on other people, again, just turning it back to Kindsum, the one thing that we seek and what we all want is, is this connection. And when you help somebody from the beginning to the end and you choose to help a, a particular person who has a name, not just, you know, I'm going to help this, this, this bunch of people over here who all suffer from X, Y, or Z, you pick someone, uh, I'm going to help John, I'm going to help Mary because that particular story resonates with me and you meet that person and you see them you give them a hug you help them through whatever it is they want to help and at the end you you, you really are connected in this time of mass disconnection through social media try your hand at helping one person and i guarantee the difference you'll feel immediately is significant and it, and addictive by the way um yeah and there's a million and we're all so different we all have the ability to we all have the ability to listen and, and that often is what people need. Um, but we all have different things. I was chatting uh, to chatting another guy yesterday. I had lots of conversations, it seems. But I was chatting to another guy yesterday. And he said, I was telling him about Kindsome. And he said, oh, is there anyone in LA? And I was like, there's heaps of people in LA. And he's like, well, I, he's a, he said, I'm a, I'm a carpenter. I'd love, to, I'd love to see if there was someone who needed help with something like that. So I said, well, there is. There's a, there's a family who they don't have many means. Um, but they have young kids. And they want to just build a gate uh, at the front of their house that has a, a latch on it. So the kids can't go out onto the road, but they can't afford that. Um, and they, you know, they're, they're hoping to, to, ha- to have help. They already have the wood. They just need the skill. So this guy said, well, let me know, send me the link and I'll do it. And this guy, I see him in my, my, where I live in Marina del Rey in LA. He, I see this guy every day and he is beaming. He's texting me. Hey, <laughs> send me that link. Can you send me that link?" Yeah. So, I, I think ultimately my, the, the answer to kind of your question is like, you know, a, a truer connection is found when you see the person, you look at them in the eye and you know that you've made a personal significant difference to them. And then that person, in, it, you know, invariably becomes a friend. Um, you know, Keese, the guy with the, I'll use that example again, with the treehouse, he was helped. He's stoked. His family are very moved by it all. And he's now on the site helping other people. So there's a ripple of Ah, That's great. It's very real. And, I, and I've just found that through my own, through my own story, my own life, I've made a significant difference to others through just giving them time or energy or consideration, not by giving them a a check. And and I think the beauty of it is you don't have to have money to help. You just have to care. And that's it.
0: Oh, it's so great. So, so great. By the way, listeners, we're going to have all this linked, um, for you to listen to. But when Sebastian says kindsome, it's, K-I-N-D-S-U-M. Yeah. Um, and so, but we'll have all of this for you so you can go directly to it. Because I'm telling you right now, my listeners are, they're going to be 100% behind this. This is um, kind of the way that this community values this one little minute of life on earth. Um, yeah. I, I've, I know this secret sauce and it's un, uh, it's irreplaceable. And there is nothing as powerful, no no amount of um, success, financial or status or otherwise um, can sort of get into the places where kindness and goodness and connectedness can. It's just like it's, it's kind of like a little miracle That's- um, that has a lot of power in every culture. Okay, so before we wrap this up, I've got to just know, because you mentioned earlier you stopped at 72 because, whoop, detour. Um, so... Like what are a couple of the things on your list, on your hundred things list that you're like, I still want to check this one off. I'm not, I haven't done it yet, uh,
1: but this one, if I had to go do one next
0: week, this would be one that I want to do.
1: Oh, that's a good question. I mean, oh, geez, I, a quick answer would be, I, you know, I think for an adrenaline rush, I, I want to do an Olympic ski jump. You know, I, oh I, my I, gosh, I hard pass. Yeah, I can't ski. But, but like, I think the the, the better <laughs> answer is that our lists are based on our values, and our values change as we progress through life. So, my list, which is now published, of course, and all that kind of stuff, sure, it represents me ten years ago, and I'm very. Different that's a good to point. That. So, you know, I, I I don't really have anything on my list which I must do, and I'm going to prioritize. If they happen, they happen, and that's great. But I'm much.
0: You know what? I'm kind of glad that we don't want to do everything we thought we wanted to do at 24. I'm happy that our list can be fluid. Yeah. <laughs> and we could say, you know what, scratch. I'm like not gonna do that. We should all um, check
1: in check in constantly. It's so important because otherwise you end up achieving goals that that and you feel kind of like, oh, well that wasn't as good as I'd hoped. And it's because you didn't check cool. in and realize that you've changed as a person and that goal doesn't relate to you anymore.
0: Oh, that's good. I love that. These don't own us. Um, these aren't set in stone. It is okay to still um, evolve and change and shift. And maybe you don't want to jump off an Olympic ski lift anymore. Maybe our bodies are too old for that. <laughs> um, but you find something new that you're like, this is a must now. I I really appreciate that generosity of spirit um, toward this kind of life. Because um, lists for some people who are incredibly Type A. You are obviously not. You are a adventurous spirit. I mean, you are a wild one out in the world, but some people see a list and they're like, must complete the list. You know, they're just a very, very straight type A. So it's good to hear from even your mouth, the creator of the list, this can flex and it can change and it should not can. It should should. um, as well. I, I, um, I actually love to hear you say that. I think that's a great way to, um, to, to wrap that everybody. Jen jumping in for just a quick second to talk about something that could be a lifesaver for you. So you've probably heard of HelloFresh. Well, I am here to tell you in the Hatmaker house, HelloFresh is a big winner around here. They do all the meal planning, all the shopping, guys, all the prepping. So you can focus on other things. So it's fresh, pre-measured ingredients. Super, super easy to follow. Six-step uh, recipe cards with pictures, and they're delivered to your door every week with this special insulated box. Every meal, and I can attest to this, come together in thirty minutes max. So that's it. I mean, they are shrinking down your time in the kitchen at night after a long day of work and school. And so, if you have different kinds of tastes in your family, believe me, nobody understands this more than me. You can make. Family dinner super fuss free with HelloFresh's picky eater, kid tested and approved family plan recipes. Um, this is a dinner game changer. And honestly, it's delicious. I mean, absolutely delicious stuff. And you know how I feel about food. I would not lie to you. Um, so, HelloFresh wants to give our listeners a chance to try out their service by visiting HelloFresh.com for the love 80. And enter code for the love80 to get $20 off your first four boxes. So it's like receiving eight meals free. So one more time, that's HelloFresh.com slash for the Love80. And enter the code for the Love80 to get $20 off your first four boxes. Okay, guys, back to our show. Okay, let me just ask you these three quick questions. We're asking all of our guests in the health and wellness series. Okay, okay. These just kind of top of your head, like whatever, whatever just comes to mind. All right, here's the first one. What's one small or simple thing that you do every single day to, t- to take care of
1: yourself in any way? um that's a good question i don't i'm not one of these people who have a morning routine by the way and i always feel quite funny when someone asks something <laughs> like that um i just make sure that i'm uh I, i've got like a, a little list of weekly things that i like to try and do so um you know from I, i'm looking at it right now actually and i, and I look at that kind of most morning so for example um i want to make sure that i'm creative like not just with 100 things and kinds of but like personal creative projects so i i want to make sure i give time to that i want to make sure that i'm positive positivity is like my word for the week um you know and really simple things like i I surf i try and surf every day little things like that uh just you know keep keep me on track i don't meditate i don't have as i said a a morning uh routine i i I, you Uh know i it's just, you know, everyone's different, of course, but just doing the little things that make you happy because if you don't do that,
0: absolutely you're missing a Surfing can be your meditation. That counts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there is not one way to take care of your, like, mind and body and soul. So I love that. I love your answer. Uh, I also love your answer about creativity. I understand that, too. I'm kind of a fellow creator, and I find myself very much coming to life when I am giving myself time to be creative, and it's not frivolous. And so for all the creators and makers out there, that's not a waste of your time, no it's not selfish. That like feeds a really important part of you. Um, thanks for saying that. How about this one? Who's a teacher of any kind, really a teacher or a leader or a thinker, whoever that would be to you, um, that has impacted your, um, your physical or mental or spiritual health that you would recommend to us that you would say, this is a person you
1: should listen to. Oh, that's so, uh, okay. Again, great question. I don't know if I have a great answer. I am um... I pretty much stay off. I I, I don't read too much. I don't look into the personal growth space. I, you know, I'm obviously affected when I hear of amazing stories. I'm very fortunate to to hear and speak on stage quite often with people who have done incredible things, probably a a lot of people you've heard of. For me, I, I just know this. I get inspired by everyday people who do little things. And, and just to, if you don't mind, I'd love to just give a, an example. Please. I, I just heard from a 16-year-old kid called Austin who lives in Michigan. I think it's a place called Hartford in Michigan. He's, okay. he's 16 years old. At 14, he was he just wrote me an email. He was 14, he was suicidal. In his family, there's been loss, there's been drug use, there's been a, a whole myriad of things that have led him to being anxious and depressed, and of course, a couple of years ago, suicidal. He has taken it upon himself to write to me to tell me that he knows he doesn't want to be involved in that darker side of life. He wants to focus on positivity and he wants to do that by learning how to box. He believes it's a good way for channeling uh, positivity, yeah. physically being healthy, and then also um, to kind of give him discipline in life. So he said, I don't have the, again, I don't have the means to. pay for a boxing coach. I don't really know how to take the first step. Can you help me? So we've got him on Kindsome and and we're now looking for someone in Hartford, Michigan to help him box, right? So Mm. obviously I should say now, if anyone is in Hartford, Michigan, who wants to help him box, let me know. But this kid, how inspiring at 16 to have the awareness to go, right, He's taken time to think about his life, to think about where he wants to go, and he's taken the bold step as a 16-year-old to email me a complete stranger who he may have heard about once um, and, and just put it all on the line. And he's been brave and vulnerable, and that inspires me. That's just too good. That's just too good. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, um, we're cheering for you, Austin. Here's the last question. Gosh, you've just been so so great, special. Last question. We we ask every guest in every series this question. It's from one of our favorite writers, and your answer can be serious. It can be absurd. Um, it can be big. It can be small. This is completely up to you. We've had every kind of answer. But the question's this. What is saving your life right now?
1: What is saving my life right now? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, I just think purpose. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I purpose. Yeah, everything I do, I, it means something to me. I don't waste time. And I think without any purpose, like I'm looking around. I'm looking around my my room right now. Um, I'm, in, I'm in my living room, and this creative aspect of what I'm doing is I, I'm I'm writing. Um, I do a lot of speaking, like I said. I'm writing about the speaking world. And I don't know what it ends up being, but I've got index cards and palm cards. Literally, there are hundreds all around my room. <laughs> they are in order. They it doesn't look completely messy. But sure. That uh, it, I wake up and I'm excited to look at it, and I'm excited to add to it, which I will today. So, and and that's just it's purpose. The answer basically is purpose. That's great. I find that with Kindsome. I'm at the very you know the very beginning of something that I think could go on to change the world and activate kindness globally and scale yeah. kindness. That makes me, that keeps me alive without any of that sort of stuff. I, I don't know how life would be.
0: Um, I, I believe in your work. I love how you closed the loop because you started out this podcast by saying it was a sense of no purpose that um, sort of changed your life as you began to look ahead and decide you needed to pull some different levers. And now it is incredible entire purpose um getting out of bed every day and it's just incredible and your story is so inspiring and it's exciting. It's funny because um I kind of found myself this entire hour. I'm in my office uh-huh. like I'm leaning forward, listen to you. And I'm just, I'm grinning the whole time, <laughs> just sitting here smiling like a dope. Um, listen to you. The, your story is just wonderful and it's hopeful. And I appreciate anybody who's going to give us some hope right now. Anybody who is going to grab onto the beautiful, um, glorious, connected, hopeful parts of the world. Cause they exist. You're right. You just said earlier People are meant to connect and they're intrinsically good. This is also my experience. And so we can choose to live into that.
1: May may I add something? I know know you're wrapping up. I can hear the wrapping up voice, but I'd love (laughs) to say something. May I? Please, please. So, okay. So I, you know, we've discussed this kindness thing and I, and I really think it has the power to change, you know, individual lives and at scale the world. Um, but we've spoken about this idea of people not putting their hands up and it's, it's good to do so. It helps other people be good. It's, it's a safe environment. And I, I guess there are so what I'm learning is that we all need help in some kind of way. We just don't ask. And so if sure. there are any listeners listening right now and there is something that, you know, is very meaningful to you and you're struggling on a genuine level to do it and you do need help or, you know, someone who needs help with whatever it is that's important to them. I, I really urge you to like and I kind of said I don't make money from cancer. This is not financial at all. I just think we I just I'm just trying to do better in the world and allow people to do the same and go to kinds of and, and be vulnerable and share. It is incredible brave. And it, it is the first step in real true connection between strangers. And I, 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 just want you to know that even if you don't do that, the world's good. People are good. And, and, yes. and yeah, just share, let's connect.
0: Here, here, cheering you on in every possible way. And so you've mentioned kinds. It was at kindsome.com.
1: Yeah. Kindsome.com uh-huh.
0: and where else can people find you online? Cause they're positively going to want to come follow you.
1: Yeah, sure. So my, my sort of the hundred things, social media handle, Instagram included is, is Seb 100 things, S E One Zero Zero things. Uh, and then Kindsum, K-I-N-D-S-U-M, is is a separate one again on Instagram and and Facebook. Um, yeah, and there's Kindsum.com and One Hundred Things.com.au. And uh, yeah, I just looking forward to connect and and hopefully sparking positivity and and all that sort of stuff. And and I think the other answer to what uh, is saving my life right now, the answer is people. Without people, my gosh, uh, this world would be boring, right? So it's uh, it's the people, it's and it's lovely. people like you. Thank you so much for allowing me to you know talk about this.
0: The pleasure was mine, and I am so happy to have met you, uh, having watched you. Um, for some time now, and you're just as wonderful as I thought you would be. And so, um, I thank you so much for giving my listening community an hour of your time. And I just loved every single minute of this conversation. And so thank you for being who you are. Thank you for your good and wonderful work in the world. Um, the ripple effects, you'll probably never even know the half of it. You know, you'll just never even know how many people's lives were touched and changed and altered and improved. And so thank you so much, Sebastian, for being on the show today. I
1: appreciate it. I feel the love. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely delightful. Just delightful. Don't you love him? Uh, I loved that conversation. I just loved it. That is going to put me in a good mood for the rest of the week. Um, so as you maybe picked up on, Sebastian has a bunch of stuff that he didn't mention. He's kind of, he holds a lot of that back, but over at jinhatmaker.com underneath the podcast app, Amanda will put it all over there for you. All of the, all the stuff he's done and his shows and, um, all his projects and, uh, it's definitely kindsome. You're going to want to see that amazing site and all the social media handles. So we'll have it in one spot for you. Also, you know, the written transcript is over there, which is a great tool. Um, so be sure to use that resource because that is a labor of love that Amanda does every single week. Um, she pulls quotes and makes graphics for you if you want to share any podcast on your social media sites or send it to the people that you love. Speaking of, this is a good one to share. Uh, this is a good one to say, hey, everybody, knock, knock, listen to this. It's This is good news right now. Absolutely good news. So thank you guys for subscribing. We love having subscribers. That makes it easy for you every single week. Podcast will just show up for you week. You have to do nothing. Just live your life and it will come to you. Um, and also, of course, all your amazing reviews and ratings. You have been such a good community to us. So we love doing this for you. We love this podcast. I love it. If none of you ever listened, I'd still be so happy that I get to meet these outstanding human beings that I get to hear their stories and learn from them. I mean, I just have like, I'm the luckiest. It's the best job in the world. Um, thanks for listening. You guys much more to come in the health and wellness series. Um, that I think is just going to be good for us, nurturing and nourishing, zero shame, only goodness. that is my promise to you. And can't wait to bring you more. See you next week. That's it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed this chat. Be sure to subscribe to my mom's podcast and give it a thumbs up rating if you like it. From the whole Hatmaker family, I hope you have a great week and see you next time.